With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Scott Woodward is the analyst. Thanks, Matty. Uh, beep, 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 beep. Yes, a special edition of The Analyst, given the fact that we're in the middle of the Pacific Championships. We've got international rugby league going over uh, in the UK as well. An 18th license for the National Rugby League. That's all to be discussed. He is on the line. Good morning, uh, Analyst. Uh, Well done, Jimmy. What a great day it is, mate. Uh, a very, very big happy birthday. And uh, let me say, you've got a wonderful birthday present. Bitcoin is at a 12-month high, up 103%. <laughs> up 103% on the year. So, uh, yeah, nice nice little present on the side. <laughs> Don't think it hadn't been noticed, uh, analysts. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah, still appreciate it. So, uh, um, uh, very nice of you. Hey, before we get into the Pacific Championships, mates, what about this uh, PNG 18th licence? There's been lots of talk about it, what it actually looks like. Um, whether New Zealand would then look at a 19th or 20th licence. What does it mean for Perth? Have you had some thoughts from that, analyst? Are you saying should PNG get an NRL licence? Is that Was that the yes. question? Yes. And, and if it is, is that a serious question? I mean, seriously? It is. Um, yes. I mean, I mean they, they have a team in the Queensland Cup called the Hunters. They finished 10th last year. 10th, let me say, 10th. Um, they just don't have the infrastructure. They'd have to have a team out of Cairns, which means they're not really a PNG team. They're a Cairns team. You know, it's it's. Uh, uh, if we're hunting moose, we go with the moose. We know where the moose are. The moose are in New Zealand. The moose are in southeast Queensland. We need to generate and develop and identify genuine NRL talent to fill these teams. We're not going to fill them at PNG. We're not going to fill them at Perth or Adelaide, and we're certainly not going to fill them in the USA. Um, that's, that, that money could have been spent on um, de- developing and improving uh, rugby league in New South Wales country, in Queensland country, which is dying on the vine. Um, and obviously there's, there's over 100,000 young kids that play rugby union in New Zealand and uh, a big percentage of those could be converted if we had rugby league every Saturday in New Zealand. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of decisions that have been talked about, which I, I just shake my head with. I just hope the NRL get them right. They generally do. Um, it's a very clever administration, and I'm sure that they'll get it right when they think about it and they just see what's going on. So okay. anyway, so so just just on that though, my, my point: what if that team in PNG actually didn't cost you any money? So it, it would all be by a federal government, which is not out of the question, Scott. It, it doesn't matter. They uh, they won't be competitive. Like, like, I'll just repeat, the Hunters finished 10th last year. You know, that's, that's hand-picking the best of the P&G guys to come and play out here. That's Queensland Cup. Like, Qu- Queensland Cup is, is, is rated under New South Wales Cup, which is, which is light years away from NRL. They just won't be competitive. They'll tail off every game. It's ridiculous. So, uh, and you'd have to fill it with, with guys out of the NRL, which, which would yeah. weaken other clubs. It's just, yeah. it's just, but, it's just a, yeah. poor, it's a poor business decision. Okay, by the way, I'm in full favour of going to the USA and developing that market over there, as you know. Yes, well, 
Jimmy, I understand you have to go home and have have a, have a meal on your plate. You have you you have an American wife, and you have to say that. But uh, you you'll also know that America thinks that the world starts in New York and finishes in Los Angeles, and uh, they are not interested in NRL. They will not know how to spell NRL. Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, um, I hope the boys have a lot of fun over there. But um, yeah. in terms of rugby league playing full time over there, it will never happen in my lifetime. And I'd like Very to think I'll fond. Live a little, yeah. little while. Yeah, very fond thoughts of Honolulu too over there in America, uh, which you excluded from there. But anyway, all right, what have you made of the Pacific Championships? No doubt with your work with Michael Maguire, you were very chuffed with the performance of the New Zealand Kiwis, 50-0 over Samoa. Yeah, um, Jimmy, we'll talk about New Zealand and uh, the Kangaroos on the week in a second. Just a quick quick um, uh, check about last week. Um, Fiji um, played Cook Islands. Fiji 22. Cook Islands were 18. I thought the Cook Islands were very impressive. Fiji were highly disappointing, even though they won. Um, and look, um, I'm not quite sure. We've got Fiji and Cook Islands. Uh, I rate Lebanon, who are, who are currently ranked eighth in the world. They're a much better team than that. I rank Lebanon a much better team than Fiji and definitely Cook Islands. Um, I mean, Cook Islands are uh, a nation with 17,000 people, um, and they just don't, do not have the arms and legs. They do not have enough arms and legs to be ever, ever competitive. Lebanon are a team with growth. They're getting better every year. And I don't know how they fit a Mediterranean Sea team into the Pacific, but they need to find a way to do that. <laughs> Lebanon is sitting out doing nothing, and it's a shame, in my opinion. So, um, give me an answer to your question. It was a disappointing game. Um, England um, rated fourth in the world, um, defeated Tonga. Tonga, uh, 22 to 18. I thought Tonga were very dis- were, were very unlucky. Um, the refereeing was horrendous. Um, the, the laying on in the ruck and uh, the six against was very biased. I do not know why um, they didn't have um, a neutral referee. But um, uh, yeah, to on the New Zealand 50 Samoa zero. Um, Jimmy, I have to say. Um, that was a very good Samoan side. That was a, that was a Samoan side that finished um, uh, in the grand final for the World Cup against Australia. And yes, they didn't have Luai, but um, New, Ze- New Zealand also had a lot of their very good players out, not to mention um, a key player in a hooker. Um, and, and to um, see them so well organised and so well prepared, uh, it was certainly a massive tribute to the coaching and the coaching staff. Um, that Kiwis have now won. Uh, they've got a 5-0 record in tests against Samoa with a combined scoreline of 194 to 50 in those five games. The last match in the World Cup, Jimmy, Australia versus uh, New Zealand. Australia 16, New Zealand 14. Um, I was there at Leeds at Ellen Road, um, a part of that 28,000 crowd. And um, un- my unbiased comment is I thought New Zealand were very unlucky not to qualify for the World, World Cup um, grand final. Um, uh, there's a lot. Uh, look, there, there wasn't much in it, um, and look, there hasn't been a lot in the two teams in recent years. And I think this game on Saturday will also be uh, a very competitive team. Um, the bookmakers are saying that uh, Australia opened up an eight and a half point better team. Um, that's firmed in. There's been a lot of support for Australia in the last 24 hours. They're now now um, minus nine and a half. Uh, you know, I think that's a luxury for New Zealand. I think they can cover that line. Um, I have to say that um, in terms of the two teams that they've published, I think New Zealand have, a, on my ratings, New Zealand have a slight advantage in the forwards. Um, they have a, an advantage in the halves. 
um, and Australia's advantage is in the back three and they, they have a superior bench. Um, clearly, the big challenge is um, Australia um, have got uh, uh, two world-class hookers um, and New Zealand uh, have both got part-time hookers and that's a massive yeah. disadvantage. Yeah. But, but gee, uh, what an outstanding job Kieran Foran did last week. Um, he was almost man of the match. Um, what a class act he is. And you just put him anywhere and he's, he's so professional, um, uh, just just so clever in, in what he does and the way he talks and communicates and get those get those forwards going. Jimmy, um, the nine teams that have been playing um, uh, rep games over the last couple of weeks, an interesting stat is that not one team is furling a starting NRL hooker in any of the nine games. Um, really? I think that's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at those sides. You talked about 16-14 uh, in the World Cup semi-final uh, was the yep. last time these two guys uh, teams played. Ellen Road at Leeds. Uh, you're part of the 28,000. You're going to be there on Saturday night too, which I know you'll enjoy. But I'm looking at the backline for Australia. There are four new faces. Um, no Latrell Mitchell, Jack White and Josh Adokar or Nathan Cleary. So uh, that's interesting that there has been a significant change. So Daly Cherry Evans, the halfback, and then, of course, Katani Staggs, Hamaso Tabuifito, and Dylan Edwards on the wing as well. Do you think you'll get the side named correctly and, and on the team sheet correctly this time, New Zealand, uh, or will you be down one interchange again before kickoff? Uh, look, at the moment, they'll be, they'll be playing as, as they've been named. Uh, that, that'll be finalised on on um, Captain's Run on Friday, which is going to be at Amy Park. Um, I'll call, call you, Jimmy, if there's any late calls on that. But, um, look, Australia uh, could literally fill three teams. Um, they've got that many. And because of this archaic rule where nearly anybody can play for Australia, there's a lot of, if you like, ring-ins that can play for Australia. So they can fill three teams and, and they can lose some great players and a great player will just come in. It's just, yeah. uh, it's just yeah. a... Uh, it, it, as I said, New Zealand are at a disadvantage. Um, uh, they, they don't have a, a, a Ben Hunt or a Harry Grant to come in. So, um, but but that's okay. They'll be fine. They'll be very competitive, and I'm sure sure um, they'll go very well. Um, I'm going to be interested to see um, some of the ins, um, uh, three forward ins. Uh, Thomas Flegel will come in and, and start. Ruben Cotter goes into the back, back row, which I think is interesting. Um, interesting to see how they play Nico Hines. Um, my mate. Um, uh, Jack Travojevic, looking forward to seeing his um, uh, Japanese geisha girl steps as he hits the ball up. Uh, um, so, yeah, uh, good to see Jack get a run. Uh, what a wonderful teammate he is. So, um, look, it's, it, it's, they're, they're two very good sides. Uh, I, I have Australia are, are slightly rated higher, but not by a lot. Um, and, you know, a lot, it'll probably come down to um, the forwards and, um, uh, sorry, the halves. New Zealand's Dylan Brown and Jerome Hughes were sublime last week. Um, Dylan Brown has gone so well. Um, he's actually gone past Cameron Munster um, as the number one 5'8 um, in the world in my rankings. I think Dylan Brown now is the best 5'8 in the world. Um, wow. And uh, he, needs, he needs to keep that going. He's, he, he was amazing last week. And he's still learning his combination uh, with uh, Tim Ocko. Um, uh, who was outstanding with the ball, but he still needs to work out his um, configuration with Dylan Brown, and I'm sure that'll just get better and better. There was some, a, a few challenges in the list for New Zealand that Madge had to deal with, um, and the guys that he's put in, um, uh, we needed a goal kicker. Jermaine Asako has been outstanding, um, and the way that he's worked... Um, 
uh, tell you, Harris was not available, so um, we, we need there needed to be a ball player there um, in the middle of the field, and to an extent, um, Chance uh, Nicole Klockstad um, at full back has done an amazing job um, with that ball playing at the back. And as you know, Jimmy, he, um, he's a much better ball player than uh, Joe Manu. Um, and you saw that yes. first try that it set up last week. That was just a classy uh, fullbacks try. Um, yeah. yeah. So that that um, that that was just um, that that was a sight to see. There's a lot of talent yeah. in this side, and there's a lot of talent that can come back into the side. Um, the future for New Zealand looks really good. Yeah. Okay, I know you're excited about this game. I think you're about to jump in the car and head down to Melbourne. Of course, you might stop over for a cup of tea uh, in the Southern Highlands on the way. As always, analyst, great yeah. to have you on the Thanks. program. Thanks, Jimmy, and have a happy birthday, mate. All the best. Happy beep, 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 beep. Out.